With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. Sunday about 10.05 a.m., the Forest City Police Department was informed of a police pursuit that began in Wright County was possibly headed to the Forest City area. The vehicle, a white and color SUV, was being driven by 45-year-old Corey Wayne Bryan of Eagle Grove. About 15 minutes later, a citizen observed the vehicle pull into a garage at 150 Woodland Drive on the north side of Forest City. Efforts were made to have Brian come out of the house, but around 1 p.m. Sunday after a search warrant was obtained, officers with the North Central Iowa Narcotics Task Force Special Operations Unit entered the residence and arrested Brian without incident. Brian was later released from the Wright County Jail as charges are pending in Winnebago County. A 40-year-old Mason City man withdrew a guilty plea on the charges of third-degree kidnapping and domestic abuse assault this week will now face a trial on his original charges in May. The state alleges Michael Atkins Jr. attacked a female in the early morning hours of December 14th in the 300 block of 1st Street Northwest in Mason City by sexually assaulting her, threatening to kill her, threatened to use a gun, and also strangled her. The jury trial now set to begin on May 2nd on the original charges of first-degree kidnapping, second-degree sexual abuse, and domestic abuse assault for impending air and or blood flow. If convicted on the kidnapping charge, he would be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Yesterday morning, 25-year-old Ashton Pearsall of Iowa Falls was served a Franklin County warrant for third or subsequent offense domestic abuse assault. Pearsall was arrested Monday by the Iowa Falls Police Department for violation of a no-contact protective order. He was also wanted on a Hardin County warrant for violation of his pretrial release from the original charges of unauthorized use of a credit card under $1,500 and for fourth-degree theft. Pearsall, at last check, was still being held at the Hardin County Jail. The Iowa Renewable Fuels Association has released an economic study that says Using carbon dioxide pipelines at ethanol plants will increase profits and keep most of the industry from leaving the state. Dave Miller of Decision Innovation Solutions wrote the report, which says taking advantage of federal tax credits for reducing carbon in ethanol would dramatically improve margins. We built the industry on operating margins in the 20 to 30 cents a gallon range on gross operating margins. Our estimate is that with the 45Z tax credit, that gross operating margin basically doubles. Now, the carbon dioxide has to be taken out to make ethanol a more carbon-friendly to compete with other fuels. Miller says without carbon sequestration, the ethanol production in Iowa would move out to another state who would take advantage of the tax credits. From about 2007 to 11, we built the Iowa ethanol industry and in about that same period, that, that whole industry could move probably not far beyond the borders of Iowa. Iowa Renewable Fuels Association President Monty Shaw says Iowa farmers could still sell their corn to ethanol plants, but have to pay to ship it. When you're shipping corn, instead of adding value to it where you're dropping it off, you're not going to get the same money and about $10 billion of lost revenues. Miller says pipelines are the best way to ship the carbon dioxide to keep the cost down and allow the plants to expand. It is an additional uh, $2.16 billion a year that would flow into the state. Uh, we have not done an economic uh, impact study on, on what all the secondary and tertiary effects are of that. 
Shaw says other carbon capture options for ethanol plants take time to develop, and Iowa could lose 75% of its plants without the pipelines. A legislative forum featuring State Senator Dennis Guth of Clemmy and State Representative Shannon Latham of Sheffield will be held this coming Saturday. The forum begins Saturday, 8.30 a.m. at the Franklin County Law Enforcement Center in Hampton. This week, the Green City Council discussed the possibility of selling the former elementary school building to a developer who would be interested in developing it into high-end apartments with no action taken by the council. In other business, the Green Council approved a bid for asbestos removal at the old feed mill for $13,000, approved a bid of $4,925 to remove some trees, and approved a lighting proposal of replacing the lights in the community center. This week, the Allison City Council approved the city's maximum property tax levy for the next fiscal year, set March 27th at 5.45 p.m. as the date and time to hold a public hearing on the proposed fiscal year 2024 budget. In other business, the Allison Council held a discussion on the 2023 street project, decided to focus on three different areas in town, including along Birch, Walnut, and Elm Streets. The annual contest is now underway to find the best hamburger in the state of Iowa. Iowa Beef Industry Council spokesperson Kylie Peterson says the criteria for the 2023 contestants remains the same. A 100% real beef patty served on a bun or bread product um, from a restaurant here in the state of Iowa. So any spices can be added to the patty and the burger can include any combination of condiments, um, toppings, you name it. Peterson says the various eateries find a lot of different ways to add to the base layer of beef and bun. People get super creative by the toppings. Um, I mean, there's different types of burgers now, smash burgers, stuffed patties, you name it. Uh, people get really creative, and I think that's one of the most kind of exciting thing about burgers or one of the most unique things about burgers is there's so many different ways to prepare a burger and serve a burger that provides different tasting and eating experiences. The Beef Industry Council holds the contest with the Iowa Cattlemen's Association. They're asking you to help nominate the best burger at iabeef.org. Again, that's iabeef.org. On the homepage, we have a link to the best burger voting link. If you're a restaurant owner and you want to participate, there are promotional materials uh, for you on there to print out and use in your restaurant or on your social media platform. And then you'll also find contest rules there as well as the link to vote. Past winners have come from all over the state, and sometimes the joints that serve the burgers may be one of the few businesses in town. It's a great way to kind of highlight those rural communities that might have a hidden gem. I like to call them uh, restaurants that locals know about that have great tasting food, but maybe not the rest of the state. The winner will be chosen from 10 finalists and announced in May as part of the Beef Month festivities. Another grandstand concert was announced uh, yesterday for the Iowa State Fair in August. The Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, will perform on August 19th along with their special guest, Ben Harper. Concert tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. by either going to iowastatefair.org, again that's iowastatefair.org, or by calling 800-514-3849, again 1-800-514-3849. And today's guest. On the radio on-the-go newsmaker program is Butler County Engineer John Ryherd. We'll discuss the condition of his county's secondary roads and some of the construction plans his department has for 2023. The radio on-the-go newsmaker program airs weekdays during the noon hour 
on KLMJ following the news, weather, and obituaries with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.